Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch. Did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of a political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is indeed Fetch, and you are listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, January the 28th, 2020. And a good Thursday afternoon, early evening to all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada. And a good late afternoon, actually a good late, late, late evening to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and Micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. It's been really uh, kind of like a spring-like day here in Riyadh as temperatures hit something like, oh, I don't know, uh, 84, something like that. It was really quite warm today, and uh, temperatures at night have been actually quite warm. We've been in the upper 60s. It's at about 62 right now, which is actually comfortable enough to open up the house because uh, I figured let the hot air in <laughs> to warm up the house. You know, it's been a little bit cold here, so I've opened up everything. Uh, it's warmed up a bit. It's, it's, it's not cold. Like it's not chilly cold. That's for sure. It's comfortable, quite frankly. So it's been very, very nice here. Winds are pretty mild. There's not, it's like, I don't know, there's nothing right now. It's very quiet here. So overall, we've had just a very, very nice day. It's going to, I guess, continue like that on into the next few days. Um, what could I say? It's just nice here in Riyadh, man. Anyways, good evening from Riyadh. It's uh, early, 2 o'clock in the morning here, and I didn't hear bumper music today. So uh, forgive me for all that lost time. I was waiting for bumper music, and then I learned in the chat room that the bumper music started at a minute before the hour. And it's like, well, okay, I came in at 5. At, I came right in at like uh, 5 minutes to 5 expecting to hear the bumper music. It was already dead air. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to talk or something. So anyways, I'm here, guys. Uh, sorry for that, uh, sort of. Not really. Yes, kind of. Anyways, <laughs> hope you're in, having a great day and all of this madness going on out there. No real idea what we're even going to talk about. We got to get through two hours uh, today, and I'm sure we will get through those two hours somehow. But where I think I want to start is really the situation. Well, let me go internationally first. Let me just kind of give you some what's kind of going on. You know, the COVID thing has been stupid. It's insane. And for all of us, I don't know who you, who you associate with, who you talk to, but uh, I talk to a lot of people. And um, 
that's about the presidential election, COVID, etc. And I, I met a young gal today from one of the universities. She's actually a director at the university. She's actually got a PhD in political linguistics, which was made for a rather interesting conversation. So we got talking while we had some spare time and she was, you know, asking me about my opinion. Of course, I don't have an opinion. You know, I tried to tell her I don't really have too much of opinion. Then I let her have all my opinions, right? One of those was she was like very enthusiastic about Joseph Biden. She thought but Joseph Biden was great. I said, what do you really know about Joseph Biden? You know, I started to talk about how Biden and his people stole the country from the American people, that this is an absolute regime. It is no different than what the Americans did to Egypt in the color revolution that we did in Egypt. It's no different than what we did to Ukraine. So this is basically a criminal conspiracy. This is a regime. It is not a government. It's a regime. And she like couldn't believe me, but she can't argue with me. I'm, I'm sort of eloquent when I talk. And so she couldn't really argue with me and she listened quite intently. Then we got into the COVID stuff. And then about, I don't know, 15 minutes after that, a guy walks in. And as you know or may not know, I'm associated with people that work in the arms business. I know I'm not an arms dealer, but you know, I know a little bit, Shweya, as they say, a little bit about the markets around the world. And so the guy comes into my office and we were, you know, we have something like, uh, I don't know, a sizable, you know, in the tens of millions of dollars worth of uh, export licenses from the United States for uh, light arms. And so the guy comes into my office. Says, I can't believe it, Dennis. I said, what? What? He's like all panicked, right? Because, you know, he's one of the people that has this multi tens of millions of dollars worth of arms, light arms, you know, like handguns, stuff like that, personal protection type of equipment. And so he comes in, he says, I can't believe it. I said, why? What, what happened, man? I was like, I'm not, I'm just getting, drinking my coffee, right? He says, do you realize Biden's already cutting off arms shipments to Saudi Arabia? I said, well, it wouldn't surprise me. I said, these guys hate us. You know, they hate, they hate the American people. They hate you guys. They hate everybody. And uh, he says, well, I told him, I said, you know, this guy, whether you like it or not, he's in with the Israelis. He says, no, I don't. He's like, no, I don't believe it. This guy can't be with the Israelis. The Israelis like us. I said, well, you may think they like you, but they don't really like anybody, quite frankly. They don't want you to be too strong. It's okay if you're strong, if you fight Iran for them, but they don't want you to be too strong. Trust me. He says, well, we were just about ready to get some type of deal that he's going on and on. I said, look, I told you the whole, because he was actually for Biden too to start with. And, and now, now everybody in my inner circle, I pretty much converted everybody to be anti-Biden. And that really is the theme moving forward. You know, other people are talking about this, but equally here too. Biden has no support. Uh, let's be honest. He maybe took 20, 25% of the popular vote if he's lucky. However, as you know, and I know, just as I learned today, there are quite a few people out there that still think that Biden is somebody, something. And what really we need to do is just destroy any support for Biden whatsoever across across the field. And, of course, Biden is insane. He is backed by pure evil. You know, you don't go steal a country like American CIA likes to do, let's say, in Ukraine or Egypt or wherever else the United States likes to do their color revolutions. You don't do these color revolutions because you got a clean heart. You're doing it. Because you're basically evil, 
let's be honest. There's something wrong with your brain. There is something wrong with your spirit. You know, you're basically, a, you're whacked. You're a whacked individual if you really think that this is the way to move forward. But um, the big prize was the United States. And I, I tried to warn people, tell people that COVID, this whole COVID thing, no matter what you want to say, the whole COVID scam had multiple dimensions to it, but one of those was to take over the United States. They needed some type of excuse to put enough of the mechanisms in play to essentially steal the United States election and hence steal the United States and control it for themselves. And that's kind of what they did. You know, they didn't really steal it. They just took it, you know, in front of everybody's faces. You know, they basically said, we're going to steal it from you and what are you going to do about it? We had no Department of Justice. Trump did not do a good job controlling the Department of Justice. Trump did not do a good job controlling the FBI. So the American people really have absolutely no internal security to protect them, by and large. Uh, some people out there are saying, well, the military is going to do it. Well, the only solution we have left right now uh, relative to this current situation is a military solution. And I've been very, very clear about that to everybody I talk to. And I'm not really that convinced that the United States military has the wherewithal or the guts to do it. Now, people are saying, you don't trust the military. They have your back. Well, if you look at history, uh, the military never really has had the American people's back, not the brass and not the people that are doing the shooting on behalf of the brass. The American military supports essentially those who pay them, and those who pay them are the oligarchy. So we can't necessarily trust the military. We'd like to be able to trust the military. We would like a little bit of hopium uh, within our within our thinking, but we really can't assume we can trust that. So for me, the whole idea of what's happening in the United States is we are under, we as far as the U.S. goes, are under a military-style regime equally. It may be a domestic military, but it's a militarized regime. And it's not a government, folks. The United States does not have a federal government. It has a federal regime, plain and simple. I don't know if you guys remember back in the 2016 election, a guy by the name of Ricky Vaughn, something like that. I don't know his name. But he had put out a bunch of jokes and memes on the Internet, and the FBI showed up at his house just yesterday and arrested him saying, oh, you interfered in the 2016 election. And uh, so they basically put him in jail, and he's facing 10 years in prison by the Department of Justice for something he did in 2016. Now, what he did in 2016 was done by numerous operators equally on the left, the Democratic side, but they, of course, have never been arrested. And that's the issue that really Trump never understood. He never seemed to grasp that, Politics relative to the Democrats is smash mouth. It is absolute smash mouth. And all I hear right now from the various pundits out there is that, you know, the American people have to learn a lesson. The American people have to have to really, really understand their freedom and they have to understand what they're losing. And so basically everybody's got to be a masochist before they turn around and the government does what's right. And I've never quite understood that logic. They're acting as if there's not enough support out there for Trump's former agenda, because it is now a former agenda as we saw it. Uh, his 
his support, etc. They act as if none of that was real, and consequently, everybody's got to suffer a ton before anyone's going to take any action within the establishment, which would theoretically be the military because they're the only ones who could do something. Maybe, maybe FEMA also, and that's where we're at. It's like essentially. We're being told now by so many people out there that the American nation is going to have to go through a major implosion, a major ramping up of the police state, a major ramping up of tyranny, a major assault on literally half or more of the people before there's going to be anything better because we have to let the American people see it. We just got to let you see it. Otherwise, you're not going to do anything about it. You know, you just have to appreciate it. It's like whatever happened to just doing what's right, whatever happened to doing what is right, following the letter of the law and doing what you're supposed to do according to the law, whatever happened to that? See, that seems to always be out the table, and that's the one thing I've never liked about the the Q side and those who say trust the plan and all of that stuff going on. You guys kind of know what I'm talking about there. And that's where we are today. Essentially, the American people are from the federal level, which is a regime at the at the mercy of whatever these guys can put in motion. So the point now is that the American people are really going to have to throw everything aside quite frankly, and control your local levels. Again, from a population standpoint, uh, Trump won all but 16% of the counties in the United States, and he probably won a lot. He probably won more than that. He probably won as maybe as much as 90% of the counties in America. What that tells us is that no matter what the Jewish press wants to say, no matter what the politicians in Washington want to say, no matter what the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security and everybody else wants to say, ultimately, if the American people can circle the wagons, gain control at the local level, there may be some chance for the American people to stave off as much of the suffering as possible. But what we really see happening now in the Biden administration's plans is that we are looking at a complete, uh, I don't know if you want to say, hmm, planned implosion, but it does look that way. It looks like essentially the Biden administration, it's not an administration, the Biden regime, what they are looking to do is implode the American economy. We've seen the crashing of the X, uh, I think it's X, X, K, K, L, K, X, XL, XL pipeline. I forget the name of the Keystone pipeline, the Keystone pipeline. You know, we've seen, you know, the Keystone pipeline being stopped. You've seen the border construction wall now being stopped. It's estimated now that within one week in office, the Biden regime has killed off at least 70 to 100,000 fairly well-paying jobs. Then we hear comments from Kerry, uh, former Secretary of State Kerry. Well, they can all get new jobs. And, of course, I was watching a, a former former now pipe layer working on a pumping plant saying, what, what, these guys, what are they talking about? You know, in my case, I'm in my later 40s. I've spent my life 
you know, perfecting my craft, getting better and learning and advancing myself. And now here I am close to 50 trying to live the American dream. And I got politicians in Washington tell me, oh, just go find a, a new job. Start all over again at 50. So what this is really telling all of us, and I, of course, we've been saying this for a lot of years here, is that these politicians on a very real level are simply not serious people. We're dealing with a level, I'm talking about from the statecraft point of view. We're dealing with a, a type of human here that is an abject idiot. They are in it for power. They are in this game for themselves. They wouldn't know, quite frankly, how to help the nation if their lives depended on it because they're just not serious people. They're really not that bright. They are essentially earning and and making money through the destruction of the United States. And that takes us to the story coming out of uh, the financial world. I think it's called GameStop. The, the game, the gaming company. I know GameStop, I think it's called GameStop where you go in and you would rent or buy video games. And the company was shorted, massive shorts by a few venture capitalist companies, uh, hedge funds. And they had shorted this company 120 to 140%. Well, Patriots and others got wind of that through uh, I think it's called, uh, what's it called? Wall Street Bets or something like that on Reddit. And there was a run to buy the stock and force these hedge funds to buy back their positions because they had shorted this company to the tune, meaning they lent out and borrowed up to 140% of the available stock in the market. They were over, over purchased by 140%. How that's even legal, I don't even know. As Elon Musk went out this said today, look, you can't sell a house you don't own. You can't sell a car you don't own. How in the heck is it legal to sell stock you don't own? Again, that's a good point. How in the hell are we allowing these people to sell stocks that they don't even own? Again, it should be illegal. Well, in the case of GameStop, we've seen a massive run not to short it, but to raise the price, it's gone up something like a 1,100% something in like five days. It's down a bit today because what happened was these venture capitalists were stuck. They were exposed. And so people saw the exposure. They went ahead and started buying up the stock that caused these venture capitalists to have to start covering their positions because they were so short. And the next thing you know, they lost two and a half billion dollars in one week and they go crying to everybody to stop the sales of the stock. And the next thing you know, now all the small mom and pop, young guy, young gal retail investors are now locked out of the market while these huge venture capitalists, their positions are covered. Isn't that nice of them? Again, the amount of rigging, the amount of market manipulation, the, the fact that we really aren't even a serious country anymore. There are simply no laws that protect the people. There's essentially laws that protect and rules and decisions that protect the 1%. But there is nothing left to protect the people. And this is just one more example that is being shown. And what's really interesting, and it's kind of an exciting time right now, because 
the attacks against the establishment, against this 1%, and ultimately it's going to have to go back to Jewish people because they are the 1%. When 50% of your billionaires, okay, 50% of your billionaires are Jews, the 1% is Jewish, okay? The 1% is the Jewish oligarchy running this country. They own control our media, they control high finance, they control many of the politicians. The 1% is Jewish in America. That part still, to this day, is not out there. It's out there, but it's not out there. So what we really do, moving forward still, is keep the pressure on, talk to those who you can talk to, That's what I'm doing. I want to make it to where we have absolute political cover. Guys, when we started this whole project in 2002, 2003, right after 9-11, we had absolutely no political cover. Now it's gotten so big, so massive, that you have coordinated attacks by Jewish media to arrest shut down, silence, everybody. And I say we cannot allow this to stand. We will continue and hold the ground on this issue. It's the Fed here with Bleak Inside the Eye Live Prime Time back after this. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Again, it's uh, Thursday, uh, January 28th, 2021. Listeners sponsored and supported radio Again, uh, you go ahead and support the network, guys. Seriously, we are here because of the network, and the network does allow us to continue to do our work. So go ahead and uh, continue to support the network. We'll try to get this Thursday show reconfigured here with them. I'll talk to them over the weekend or something. But uh, uh, definitely do what you can to keep keep the channels up and uh, and going. We don't have we have other channels, but we're not using them, and I don't really have the time to build them right now. I'm kind of busy, so keep uh, the channels where we have access open. So support the network. Many ways you can do that. Go to freedomslips.com, revolution.radio. Check out their support pages and make any donations. Buy some buy some swag. Do what you need to do. Once again, to help keep the networks alive, up and running. It really is uh, an important issue. Regardless, it's not easy to run these internet things. I understand that. So just uh, continue to support the network still. So thanks for all your support in that regard. Uh, let's see the ITIL CAT report. I got to work with that one. But the ITIL CAT report, we do have some stuff, little kind of fun stuff. Uh, not really fun stuff. I got one little cat now. Uh, it's cat's name is Beto. She uh, here. I don't know if it's a he or she. Uh, quite frankly, I haven't been home for so long now. Uh, this, it's a new one. <laughs> Built, born after I, I left a long time ago now. It's been over a year. And, uh, poor thing's got sniffles. Poor thing has just got sniffles, sniffles, kind of like it's got asthma. So, uh, uh, Emily asked if she could take her to the vet. I said, yeah, go ahead, send some money back for the vet that wasn't budgeted in. So the little guy or the little girl, she's going to be going to the vet, guys. We got a new cat, literally sniffling and runny nose and asthmatic type of breathing at night. So I said, yeah, go ahead and take it. I'm just like, man, they're going to say this cat's got COVID. I just know it. Everything's freaking COVID nowadays. These people are stupid. But nonetheless, that's going to happen. It's going to go down. Uh, good old, 
uh wiley man what a sweetie he is man he's like his mom pressy he's a sweetheart saw them i actually got to spend some time video time with the cats today that was kind of fun so brucerie not bruiser brucerie is doing great after the near-death experience back long christmas she's been doing great she's kind of crazy become like a little love bird love dove type of cat uh, but all the cats are doing well. I got two big guys. Uh, one of those is called Felix. He's not around too much anymore. He does come back, but he's a big, big cat. And I guess he's out looking for mates. Hope he j- just takes care of himself type of thing. But other than that, it's been very, very quiet, you know, on the cat front. Uh, but that's about it. We don't have, we just have six cats now. We don't have any more. So we're just waiting, you know, I'm sure we got two females. We're bound to get a few more kittens uh, within six months, I'm sure, because usually kittens are born twice a year. So there you have it. We hope to have more kittens coming up. So that's the I tell cat report. Uh, when do we get the let's see the Oyve moment? Uh, I got something word here. Let's see if I can open the file. And it's kind of sinister in a way. But essentially, I think Breiser sent this to me, so I'd, I, I kind of read it, but in passing. But essentially, we've got a Jewish media play coming up. And we have all these Jewish, quote-unquote, Holocaust survivors are going to be advertising and doing a media play that they're going to be taking the vaccine. Now, I don't know about you, but I doubt that anybody really wants to take that vaccine. I do know that 20% of the Israeli public has already been, quote-unquote, vaccinated. Understand very clearly, though, these are not vaccines. They're genetic code injections. They are essentially gene therapy. They are hijacking your cells to produce foreign in, foreign um, proteins in your own body. That's not a vaccine. So the whole thing, and of course, these are Jewish, these are Jewish soups. Now, what we're learning now, is that while all of these awesome Jewish fraudsters, which they call Holocaust survivors, but quite frankly, I would like to hear their story. I would like to cast my personal judgment on it and hear their stories. You can tell us your story because I already know it's BS. But we'll listen. We'll listen, and then we will cast our our judgment and jury. And, of course, what we're learning nowadays is that nobody's allowed an opinion, and that – Really, think about it. It has its roots in the Holocaust. Nobody's allowed an opinion. Jews say it happened. Of course, there was never one word said about it until right around 1967-68. Before 1967-68, there wasn't an ounce of talk about it, really, except for in newspapers before the war, where six million people, of course, died in Russia, and six million people were in peril here, and six million people were in peril there. Uh, Jews have never explained to us, quite frankly, Jewish historians have never explained to us why there were only three and a half million Jews living in the entirety of German-occupied Europe, how it is they arrived at their six million figure. It's a little bit difficult to get six million when only three and a half million people supposedly being targeted actually lived in your territory. Again, there's levels of stupidity among Jewish chroniclers that are really hard to hard to even bother with. You know, you talk about six million, but there's like three and a half million. Okay, whatever, man. Again, sometimes you just got to call stupid people stupid people. And I know that they try to make it illegal to call Jews stupid people, but it's stupid. 
Again, it's stupid to be to know for a fact that three and a half million people lived in all the occupied territories, but you're claiming six million died. Oh, shut the heck up. You know, it's just so stupid. This is so childish. And in many ways, that's the problem we have today. I know Laura Loomer, another Jew. She's out there talking about, oh, this day is a day to remember. This is the day where we remember that six million people were killed in Germany. And la, 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 la. It's like, you know what, guys? Again, stupid people. Because the only reason you had those those camps back in the 1940s and 19, late 30s into the 40s was because Jews were trying to destroy Germany just like they're trying to destroy America and the West today. And had World War II been successful for humanity, we wouldn't be in the in the situation we're in today. We're actually in the situation we are in today because World War II was lost. Jews won that war. And so consequently, we are lost at this point in time. So it's very critical for us to continue to speak openly about this stuff, even if it becomes as difficult that it is becoming lately. We cannot allow truth to be buried under fear. And that's where we're at today. Truth is being buried under fear. Another thing that's kind of amazed me, well, besides the Holocaust, I just want to say this. Look, the vaccines are deadly. There's no way you can get around it. You know, just recently, you had a British aircraft fly in about 5,800 vials or doses of the mRNA, this gene hacking therapy put out by a Jewish company, a Jewish CEO, etc. And essentially, within nine days of being taken in the small British colony of Gibraltar, you had 26 people died so far, just within nine days. Now imagine that. Nine days, 26 deaths, the entire pandemic, five deaths. And the politicians are like, oh, no, 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 it's not caused. They died of COVID-19. No, they didn't die of COVID-19. Again, the cover-up by the politicians is criminal. We are dealing with a medical criminal global Mafia. I didn't say that in the right order. A global medical criminal mafia would be proper. But that's what we're dealing with. And it's everywhere. You know, they just released information coming out of India. One of the areas within two days, four medical doctors who took the vaccines died. You have whistleblowers talking about people dying like flies in America who are elderly. You have Germany, which is run by the medical mafia establishment. They're saying that the AstraZeneca, which I believe is an mRNA also, they're saying people over 65 should not now take it. So we are looking now at a situation where the medical mafia is just one aspect of the COVID scam, the biggest prize, of course, being the takeover of the United States. So... I'm looking out there and I'm seeing all this stuff going on. And every day, you know, I'm here in Saudi. I have somebody coming here soon, this coming week. If he comes in from Dubai, there's no quarantine. So he has to fly to Dubai. 
then he can be in Dubai, take the PCR in Dubai, and then he can come here and he doesn't have to quarantine himself. And since he's got to do some business and get out, that's what he's going to do. He's got to first make a trip to Dubai, pay for Dubai, pay for everything in Dubai, then he can come here. Dubai saying, yeah, we love this, man. We're, we're allowing you to pay us hundreds of dollars for a PCR test that means absolutely nothing because that's true. The PCR tests are not fit for, for purpose. They mean absolutely nothing. It's just basically stealing money. Here, here's your, here's your, here's your approval to travel. Here's your paper, but it means nothing. It means nothing. It's just wasting time, wasting resources, wasting money, giving money to the medical mafia establishment. But also I'm looking at the tourism side. Thailand tried some type of trick recently. Oh, you can come. Our country's open. Yay. Travel, 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 right? Okay, you can travel. You need huge amounts of health insurance. You had to quarantine for 14 days. You had to submit to testing every third day. It's like, and then like two days ago, three days ago, the politicians are like, this isn't working. Nobody's coming. They had literally 99.9% of the people that they were expecting to come didn't show up. Nobody came. And it's like, you guys are idiots because really what everybody is telling everybody now is if you're a healthy, normal human being, you're not allowed to go anywhere. If you're a mutant, if you're a mutant and you want to risk your life by taking a vaccine because it is a risk, nobody knows the long health term effects of this stuff. And there's certainly short term effects or short short term risks. Oh, then we might let you travel. And that's that was what the Thailand uh, Ministry of uh, Tourism and Health were saying now in a release coming out today. You can go to Thailand. If you're vaccinated, we're going to consider waiving the quarantine period. Well, how stupid is that? This thing doesn't protect you against anything. It's not a vaccine. All it does is lessens the symptoms. Again, these were the people running. This planet are just not serious people. I mean, I, I, I can't fathom how stupid, how stupid this all is on a real, just a, just a rational level. Here, here's your vaccine. You can travel now <laughs> for what? Because if I get something, maybe it, it doesn't stop the, it doesn't stop this thing. If a virus is going to virus, is going to virus. And everybody knows it. So now if you're healthy, you can't travel. You're stuck because you're healthy. What type of upside down stupid world is this? All of the planet is basically healthy, folks. We got billions upon billions upon billions of healthy people all around the world. Nobody knows whether even we even have a risk of ever even contracting something. I haven't had the flu since 2014. Okay, I haven't had a flu since 2014. So basically, healthy people who take care of themselves, who don't get sick, who have very strong immune systems, you got medical people, and you got to put that in huge quotation marks, telling all of these healthy people around the world that you are not allowed to travel because we think there might be a risk. 
Well, how stupid is that? Seriously, how stupid is all of this? But you know, we keep we 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 have to keep raising these issues because this is the one great thing that is right now out of all of our control is this issue. You know, I look at Washington D.C. and I see all these politicians wearing these masks. I'm like, you know what? If you're in a position of government and you need to wear a mask, you are not intellectually fit to even be running anything. Go to your house, cower in fear, and get out of power. And let's turn this country and the world really back over to mature, rational adults who can weigh and measure risks and make decent decisions. And one of those decisions isn't to tell normal, healthy human beings that they basically can't do anything. It doesn't make sense. All it's doing is destroying the entire planet's economic structure. For what? Are you telling us that, and maybe we are, maybe they are, that the entire global government structure is about trying to kill off as many people as possible? Yeah, I, I, it might be possible. I don't see it in all countries. You know, I talk about the Philippines, right? We're now January, going on February. Do you realize that for six months, children have been forced to stay indoors? They're not allowed outside. Children have not been allowed outside for six months. How whacked and sick and criminal is that to, to keep children literally locked in their homes for six months. They have essentially taken a whole generation now and taken away their entire childhood because they're, because a bunch of cowardly adults who really don't know how to weigh measure risks are making decisions on behalf of everybody else. And that's something we have to find a way to get around and put an end to. How can you keep children in, in, in basically house arrest for, for six months? What's the matter with you? You know, I, I go and I look at the videos coming from the Philippines. There's never, ever a child on the street. Can you imagine not seeing a single child anywhere? Not one. Not one child. What type of world is that? Think about it. You don't see any children. I'll see them, let's say, within the home. But not on the streets. There's not a single child on the street. Not one. Elderly people also. Elderly people aren't allowed outside. Imagine you're basically quarantining up 40% of your population because you as a official, a quote-unquote health official, are too really too stupid to weigh and measure the risks of what are before you. And then you have to wonder and ask yourself, how many of these people have accepted how much money to do what they're doing? And then that makes them criminals. Because if they have taken money or their agencies have taken money and those decisions are based on money they've taken, they basically have been bribed to do what they're doing. Then I look at the United States. I saw Trump 
talk about rule of law, rule of law, rule of law. What do you mean rule of law, Trump, with all due respect? Everybody stole everything in front of you. You've got a a totally corrupt country. The rule of law says you take them all out. That's the rule of law. So don't lecture us about rule of law when you failed to do your job. Oh, 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 no, no, I know. We're we're supposed to allow the American people to suffer for the next six to ten months until it gets so bad then the military is going to do something. Really? That's a great plan. Who came up with that one? Okay, really, who came up with that? You have so much criminality everywhere. So the point I guess we can see is that the powers on the side of evil, they got to be really, really strong because you can't get anybody who is good to seemingly do anything anywhere. Seriously. Now here in Saudi, it's been pretty good. See, we have people coming. We have people working. We have heard that they're going to open up the country to tourism starting April 1st. What are the terms and conditions of that? Who knows? Maybe it's really not open. We'll have to find out till they make the announcement. Now I've heard that the Thailand, and I'm just checking tourism around the world, you know, especially in Asia, because obviously of my personal interests. Thailand, from for instance, is now thinking of putting a plan together that, again, if you have the vaccine, which is not a vaccine, it's like, you guys are stupid. Uh, you won't be quarantined, but otherwise you can come regardless as long as you quarantine for 14 days. Okay, I'm going to spend two months, two weeks in jail for you at a hotel and you want to revive your economy with tourism. Again, we're not dealing with serious people. You're telling healthy people to stay in jail for two weeks because you're afraid as a health official, because you don't have the brains to actually measure risk. And the problem we have is we don't have enough power to rid ourselves of this layer of the bureaucracy. In the United States, we have... Fauci, Tony Fauci, he is the wealthiest, not the wealthiest, he is the highest paid civil servant in America. I don't know what he's making, but I understand through reading this week, he's the highest paid civil servant in America. He's got a brilliant idea. Two masks are going to be more effective and three might even be better. Then you got other people say, no, make it four. And I'm like, okay, why don't you just make it 55 and just shut the hell up? What, what, what about a thousand? Let's just wear a thousand masks. Let's just, how about we just all walk? It, these, these are not serious people. They're idiots. They just are a bunch of idiots. Seriously. And nobody has confronted them. I said, you know what? That's the stupidest. Nobody's ever said to the guy, you know what? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. How in the hell did you get into your job? I don't hear that being said. Everybody's afraid. And they shouldn't be. Listen, everybody's an adult here. You think that just because he's got a health official title hat on that he's somehow smarter than you? everybody's been sitting home doing nothing, getting all this information and knowledge. You're probably more educated on this than the people running the whole show at this stage. That's the truth of the matter. 
yet we continue to have to deal with this idiocy. Idiocy. We still watch the vaccines, which are not vaccines. They're genetic code injections, killing people left and right, left and right. Thousands of people now in America have been damaged by the vaccines or had some type of critical or serious um, uh, after-vaccine effect or whatever that's called. Yet they insist. Everybody's got to get the vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's like, okay, why are you using the word vaccine? It's not a vaccine. It is a genetic gene therapy. It's a genetic code in place, implant or emplacement injection. See, so they're using words on everybody that hides what's really going on. And at what point, really, do the people have a right to exercise their right to self-defense against this tyranny, especially in the United States? And that's what I would ask of Trump and his people. You guys say, trust the plan, trust the plan. Okay, what plan? Now, I understand you can't say it. But basically, the plan, as we're being told, is, okay, let's allow the American people to suffer. And when they've suffered enough, after 40 million to 100 million people are dead, the military will start to take back control from the conspirators. That's a great plan. Who came up with that one? Benjamin Netanyahu? Rockefeller? Soros? I mean, who came up with that? It's got to be from some Jew. Because no sane, rational person would actually put that plan forward. So we'll have to see. We will just have to see where all of this is really heading. Because quite frankly, who knows? What I do know is that Jews, when they put this in play, because remember, Jews are the 1%. They make up 50% of the billionaires in America. When they put it in play, they were willing to sacrifice everything to make this work. They sacrificed their health. They, they sacrificed some of their hospitals because hospitals are going to be going broke because there's no patients. They sacrificed entertainment. Nobody's going to movies anymore. And quite frankly, now I don't think people are cared. I don't think they want to go to movies. They sacrificed their professional sports franchises. I don't even care anymore. How many of you care? I heard hockey started again. I don't know. Has it? I don't know. I've heard uh, lots of things. I don't know. I hear about the Super Bowl. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, and then I, I heard about the Super Bowl, by the way. It's going to be held, I guess, in Tampa. What's the first thing out of these idiots' mouths? Well, anybody on any of the venues at the Super Bowl are going to have to wear a mask. Okay, shut the heck up. Forget you, man. Leave it. I hope nobody comes. Nobody should put up with this crap from these people. Who the hell are they? Ultimately, who are they? Seriously, who the hell are they? I've, heard, I've seen so much. But the problem we have in America right now, and it is a problem, is we really do have a lot of stupid people. Let's be honest. We have a lot of stupid people. You probably have more stupid people in America percentage-wise than you have here in Saudi, with all due respect. Saudis are a little bit smarter and tuned in, I'm finding out, than Americans are. I'm actually shocked. I got people coming to me knowing about some of the more details of conspiracies that most people don't even know about. Say, how'd you know about that, dude? That's actually pretty good. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but how'd you know about that? But in America, you know, maybe maybe the Illuminati side of me would look at all of these stupid idiots and 
all of these mask wearers and saying, you know what? Okay, maybe Trump, you're right. Yeah. We got to find a way to shield those who know what the hell's going on and let us keep working and building and do, you know, what is effective to build the future for everybody. And these mask wearers, we'll do what we can. We'll talk. We'll do what we can because they're our fellow American type of thing. But hey, maybe, maybe it's right. Let them go. Because we have a huge battle on our hands across, not really across the entire West. Big tech, criminal. Big tech is essentially totalitarian. The entire Washington, D.C. regime is totalitarian. How Biden is functioning, I don't know. They call him Mr. Earlobe now because he's always listening to whatever's in his ear. Who is that person? Do we know? Who is the handler? Who's the guy whispering in the ear? Certainly it's not that hard to find out because there's radio sniffers everywhere. We can find out where that thing is. Is the military, are you guys on that? Do you know who that person is? Probably not. Because you know what? When it comes to actually helping and protecting the American people, we don't see it. We honestly don't see it. But they should know, shouldn't they? Biden's out there talking the other day, and before he's signing someone, he's like, what is he, he blurts out, kiss me in the ear. <laughs> what, you mean whisper in my ear? Like, talk to me? Because I don't know what I'm doing? The point here is we have to drive down the popularity of this regime to where they cannot function, they cannot govern, they are fearful of the people. They already are. They already know they screwed up. They know they stole the country. They know they literally took the country over. And they know we know that they know that we know something to that effect. Yet it persists on. And why it persists, who knows? And how long it's going to persist, who knows? But it's a very serious situation. You know, going back into Asia, the Pentagon... Well, let me go back to Saudi, give you an idea. Because there was a guy, he's from Sudan, good kid. He's got a wife, two kids, but he's a good kid. And uh, talking to him, and he was pro-Biden. No, Biden's good, Biden's good. Everybody in my office was pro-Biden. I was like the only Trump guy left when it started. Now everybody's Trump. And it's not so much Trump, guys. It's nationalist, populist. It's not so much Trump. It's but you need to have somebody represent you, and certainly Biden is not it. So I'm talking to this guy, and he's like, uh, Dennis, Biden, Biden, Biden. I said, dude, do you realize, again, I say that all the time. I said, do you realize that the second person in charge of the Ministry of Health is a transgender, a Jewish transgender, some man that thinks he's a woman, and he parades around in wigs and dresses and thinks he's really a, a female. I said, how is somebody like that going to tell the rest of us what is sane, rational health issues? I told him, are you going to want to take health direction from a transgender, some some confused Jewish guy that thinks he's a female? Are you going to want to do that? He said, no, no. This He's like, that can't be true. I said, come on, dude. And then I show him the White House if it's the White House even, 
But I show him the communiques from this regime. And sure enough, Richard, the Jew, Rachel, Levine, I said, see, that's a man. That's our help. That's, I said, do you really think that this is what the American people want equally? And now it's like everybody is against Biden. Everybody. And that's, again, where we need to take this thing. We need everybody to turn against Biden. Make it to where they cannot do anything. And also, it's very important that we start to work at the local level. Listen, the American people, guys, are the majority here. MAGA as a movement, if you were to align yourself with it, because not all of you, and like me, aren't necessarily MAGA. But the people are genuine. Let's face it, we, the American people, are genuine people. We need to control everything at the local level. The corruption we need to root out. Here's another thing I have for the military. I'm just kind of rambling here today. You know, to the military, maybe there's been, maybe there's not. But how do you stop this train, this regime from going? Why don't we have one, two targeted um, something or other that causes something to happen? That cause that will move this move the whole chessboard in a different direction, like taking out a piece. That's the military's job, not ours. They're the supposedly in power, not us. I heard like today one more police officer that was quote unquote guarding the Pentagon killed himself. Well, gee, at this stage of the game, how many of us really understand what we call suicided? Because nowadays, anytime I hear of something like this, I'm just thinking this is just more of a cover-up. We've got a military that is now reinstituting transgenders in the into the rank and file. Do you really think that a bunch of transgenders are going to be able to protect the interest of the United States? Seriously? That they're going to be able to go onto the battlefield and actually do something. They're radical. They're violent. They're vicious. But they're not something that you want to put your faith in when it comes to protecting the interest of the United States. Well, now we've got a situation now that you have Biden in control in this regime, and he's really not in control. He's just a puppet. We all know that. You have now China telling Taiwan well, look, if you want independence, that means war. And right now, what can the Pentagon really do? The Pentagon doesn't even have its own country anymore. The Pentagon, the DOD, is not even aligned at this stage from everything we can see with the people of the United States. Now, I've heard all the pundits out there, trust the military, they're really your friend, they're not happy what's happened, but they just can't act now. You got to wait. You got to be patient. All right, whatever, man. In the meantime, China is telling the Taiwanese, listen, independence needs war. Now, the U.S., I don't know if we actually have a treaty with Taiwan. I don't believe we have a treaty. But coming out of Nikkei Asia, they're saying the U.S. has obligations to assist Taiwan in protecting itself. And China should not overreact to the new 
administration reiteration, reiterating long-held policies, according to a Department of Defense spokesperson, John Kirby. That was just today. And his comments are coming after China toughened its language towards what they say was uh, a warning to the Taiwanese, meaning that, again, independence means war. It says here, nothing has changed about the department's commitment to our our commitments, yeah, there's two hours there, okay, to our our commitments to the Taiwan Relations Act, okay, so maybe there is something there, and the three communiques about Taiwan. I don't know what those are. I'm not aware of those. There's no, there is no treaty that I know about. There's certainly not a treaty. I, I do know we have one with the Philippines, but not with Taiwan. He says, continuing, this is something that has been supported in a bipartisan way for decades. Bipartisan simply means that Jews approve. Okay? And again, to the Pentagon, are you sure Jews still approve? Have you asked the Jewish community that they still approve? Have you gotten information before you pop off on the global scene? Have you gone back and asked the Jewish masters of America whether they still approve of this or not? Because the very use of the word or term nonpartisan means whatever Jews approve. Nothing else. It doesn't mean anything else. So we will have to see how this now plays out. But we've had China literally flying aircraft under and into Taiwan's air defense umbrella. And Taiwan maintains one of the strongest air defense umbrellas in the world, bar none. It's an island nation it knows it has to defend itself first from aerial, potential aerial, softening up style attacks. It has the most, one of the most sophisticated short to medium range air defenses in the world. It's actually better than the United States. Okay. I, I kind of know that it's better than the United States. Short range, short to medium range. It's actually better. America, we didn't have to focus on it, by the way, because we have huge oceans. You know, it's really like, you know, we don't have to worry about the short range stuff. We're worried more about the intercontinental stuff coming into space and coming back down. So we've put a lot of money into that. But the Taiwanese, they built very robust short to medium range uh, systems. So what's happening there? Who knows? My interest lately, I don't know about yours, but obviously with the Biden regime now in play, the main the main theme I'm getting about the current state of affairs in America is something smells fishy. Honestly, even though we see the Department of Justice moving on Trump people, even though we see the Department of Homeland Security going after white America, even though we see the FBI playing the role that it has played for a long time, which is an anti-white, pro-Jew, cover-up, Mr. Fix-It organization. You look at what's going on in America and something still smells fishy. Honestly, it doesn't seem right. There's There seems to be a lot of trickery and fakery in the air. There's a lot of non-seriousness. We're dealing again, the whole Congress, they're not serious people. These are toddlers. These are children. I don't know if you heard AOC, Alexandria 
Ocasio-Cortez. She said, oh, Ted Cruz almost had me murdered on January 6th. He tried to get me murdered. These people are not serious, folks. They're idiots. We are literally witnessing what happens when a country is absolutely led by idiots. We're, we're stuck now to where they're destroying everything. Because why? Is it the Great Reset? Everybody's supposed to get free money? That will never work. Is it because they want to kill off a lot of people? Yeah, I think that's possible. In fact, I saw somebody, I think Sarah Carter, came out of the United States just this week, and she was saying something to the effect that, you know, all of these deaths brought on by the COVID scam, um, maybe we should start to investigate that these deaths were actually intentional. But here's the thing about all the deaths. We've had a lot of deaths, certainly. But we still had 20,000 fewer deaths in 2020 than we had in 2019. So although we've had, for instance, in New York, they just announced today, Cuomo murdered his policies, so he's the murderer here, he's the one in charge, are actually below 50% of the actual numbers that were killed in all the various nursing homes and long-term elderly care facilities in New York. The numbers are saying were underreported by 50%, which means it's double what they actually reported. One has to wonder, why didn't he just report it since they wanted to elevate the deaths anyways? And then you ask yourself, okay, where did we save all of these people from dying? Was it because the hospitals were closed? The Jewish medical racket wasn't able to kill people inside the hospitals as would normally happen. Is that why the numbers didn't actually go up? We kept people out of the hospitals. So normally one of the biggest causes of death in America are doctors. 330,000 or so people per year, Americans die per year due to hospital problems, whether it's mistreatment, misdiagnosis, uh, just hack and whack jobs, you name it. So one has to wonder, where do we save the deaths? Might be something for the statisticians to look into. And then again, are the numbers even accurate? See, there's so many things that have to be done. At the local level, anybody that, let's say, it's already a law, by the way, but anybody who spreads any type of knowledge about a pandemic or a biological attack that causes panic, that's a crime. That's like fi saying fire in the theater when there's no fire with the intent to cause panic and have people trampled on and killed. There's nothing wrong with saying fire in a theater if there's actually fire in the theater. But that's not what's happened here. There was never a pandemic. Maybe the very early stages of, of the release of what appears to be a biological weapon, and now everyone's now starting to come to the realization that what we were saying all the way back, and many like us were saying all the way back in January and February, is really true. That Fauci was involved in the creation of this virus, 
And he said, I can't imagine this guy's the, he's the most, he's the highest paid U.S. civil servant. I didn't know that, man. That's an amazing stat, quite frankly. But yeah, people are still starting to now see that. That Fauci was involved, that Gates was involved, but not enough people. That's the problem. And really the issue we have is that even though we've seen a huge growth in the mass awareness, this critical mass idea. And even though MAGA as a movement was able to generate 80 to 100 million people, we still have a serious issue with so many Americans just absolutely clueless. Just so many. And that's probably where people need to chip at. And how do you chip at these people? They're just plain stupid equally. Just plain stupid. You know, going back to this, uh, mm, what do you call it? The game, GameStop. Actually, it's rather exciting what's happening. You have people out there that are not even really attuned to the politics necessarily. They don't really care nor know about the Jewish angle to everything. But what they do know is that there is an elite, this oligarchy that runs the United States. They rig the systems all the time. They short the market all the time. They're selling stocks they don't even own just so they can make money on stuff they sold that they never owned. That sounds pretty much like Jewish banking to me. And people are becoming aware of that. And it looks like now we've found a way, and these guys have found a way, to start fighting back against big capital. And that is to look where Jews are shorting markets because it's going to be a lot of Jews involved. In fact, a higher percentage than you realize. So you you look where they're shorting the market and you cause these short squeezes and you make them lose billions of dollars. Now, here's the thing. Biden can tell the Keystone Pipeline guys, you know what? Go find a new job. You're out of business. But you can have hundreds and millions and maybe hundreds of thousands of retail people or tens of thousands for sure, retail Americans, realizing Jews are shorting something. They don't know it's Jews, but okay. Realizing a venture fund or a leverage, I think they're leverage funds or something like that. But anyways, having these guys go out short these various companies, and now they've learned that, hey, if they are overextending their short, we'll just buy those companies. We will force the market up, and those people are going to have to pay us because they're going to have margin calls, and they're going to have to pay at the stock price where it is now. We're going to make our money. Just force them out. Push them out of business one by one by one by one. And it looks like a trick or a tactic that just might work. And now all of a sudden you've got all these people on Wall Street saying, oh, it's just un-American to target one class of investor. No, it's not. It's it's a free and open market, dudes. If these guys want to make money by betting on people losing their shirts and then they're doing it in a malicious way, drying up the market for real people to invest anyways, okay, fine. Let's, Let's start bidding up the stocks. Lots of people have made a killing, by the way, on this GameStop thing. It's just the pump and dump 
you know, pump it up, dump it, pump it up, dump it. It's okay for it's okay for Jewish banking companies to do it. So why isn't it okay for the people? But now we're learning, you know what? This is an alt-right conspiracy. It's a racist thing for you, the American people, to actually make money. You know, let's go over to the UK. You want to talk about a basket basket case country? They're sitting there saying everyone's got to get vaccinated. This is how stupid these people. Not not the not the British people, but you know, you got to get vaccinated. It doesn't do anything. It's basically not even a vaccine. It's a, once again gene therapy. It's a genetic code emplacement or implant or injection, and it doesn't matter. They're going to still keep the UK closed until at least June of 2021. There is no exit strategy from this from any of these governments, and why? Because they're not, for one side, of course, they want to do it. They want to plan the destruction of the economies. But to me, that is treason. If you're actively working to destroy the economies of your country, actively working to destroy the economy and destroy the country, that's treason. Yeah, hedge funds, man. Thank you, 808. I'm like, so it's late, man. It's three in the morning. And I didn't get my top of the hour break. Uh, Yeah, okay. Chicago Bruce says the guy makes 418000 a year. Fauci. See, you guys are listening, man. I didn't realize that. Fauci, it's $418,000 a year this guy makes to basically be an idiot, to be a politician, to have no stance, to change wherever the political winds take him. First, it's no mask. Then it's a mask. Then it's no mask. Then it's two masks. Yeah, Fauci, you're just one hell of a bright guy. This guy's, it, seriously, guys, have you watched Fauci? How many of you watch Fauci? The guy's an idiot. Seriously, the guy's stupid. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Why he's able to exist, he's like 70 years old. Why he's still there and he's this stupid. The guy is just dumb. His his whole thinking process, oh, well, you know, two masks uh, might might help uh, really stop this disease. Yeah. Oh, shut the man, dude. The level of stupidity, seriously, guys, it's just starting to annoy me. But, 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 this is what we've always said. The evil around us, generally, that's all they can recruit are the idiots. And the point here is for all of us to continue to raise awareness of the Biden regime, make this country to where he has no chance to govern, let the FBI go out, continue to show that they are an oppressive totalitarian, un-American, criminal operation where they equally will have their comeuppance down the road. Same for the DOJ, all of these various state security organizations. They need eventually to be taken down one way or another. Now, how we do that, again, it's too early to tell, quite frankly. I think right now, the American people are, for the most part, I don't know. I'm not there, guys. But uh, I would I would suspect that everybody is a little bit shell-shocked what's happened. But something's fishy, guys. I'm serious, man. Something isn't right. Something doesn't smell right about this whole Biden affair. There is something going on. I don't know. My gut feeling just tells me there is something seriously fake about this entire Biden thing. 
they can go out and they can try to put the fear porn out. You know, we took out Ricky Vaughn, you know, the big Trump supporter. All you're doing is showing us that you are a nasty criminal element that deserves zero mercy. Zero mercy when the tide turns. None. They never did. I'm, I, you know, I've watched this whole thing for a year, you know, from offshore, right? And I'm sitting here and I'm like watching Antifa going around and they're smashing and burning everything. And I'm like, nobody's stopping this thing. It's like nobody wants to stop anything. And Trump's, well, I'm a federalist. I can't touch them. Okay. I guess. Okay. Fine. That's the rule of law. How about Washington, D.C.? You know, when Trump was elected or nominated or inaugurated, I should say, massive, massive uh, insurrection on that day. But I suspect, I suspect more people than not really are starting to buy this, but it is incumbent upon those of us who actually understand what's happening to continue to not be silenced, to take the message to the street, to take it to those who will hear. You're not going to get everybody. But believe me, Biden, it's a regime. He offers America nothing. Absolutely nothing. He will only bring more despair, decay, and destruction to the land. And the people, I'll be honest, everyone, we're going to see it. You guys are going to see it regardless. So make the country ungovernable go from what 84 percent of the counties to a verifiable 95 percent of the counties slowly squeeze at the local level all of this negative player stuff out of the market to where they can no longer function anymore and obviously as you can see elections don't mean anything but they do they don't, in a way, because we all saw that the Democrats with big tech, with big money, big corporations, big media, most of it Jewish owned, by the way, they actually have the power at this stage to steal the country. And they did it in front of everybody's eyes. But it's not like nobody knows. The point here is to just stand firm. You have to stand firm. You can't retreat at this stage. It makes no sense. And then for the youth, my message to you guys is for the females out there, you got to come to some understanding of, 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 I guess, human nature here. And the guys too, stop being such soy boy stuff. Get a bit tougher. You're going to have to fight back. You're going to have to be afraid to take a loss here or there. Folks, I have lost everything. I have. Fighting the LAPD back in the 1990s. These guys, eat the most evil people I've ever... I looked evil stuff. I'll tell you what, man. I looked evil straight in the eyes. These people are whacked out efforts, okay? They will kill you. And they won't have any qualms about it. And they will do whatever they can to wipe you out if you pose a threat to them. And in the process fighting them, yes, yeah, some of them went to jail. 
but I lost everything equally. It was a very terrible battle to win. And one could say you didn't really win, but no, I did win because the knowledge I gained, the vision I got, that can never go away. And the passion you get from dealing with true psychopathic morons, because they're freaking morons at the end of the day, guys. See, we have to take the opinion here that we are intellectual superiors, stand firm on it, and make sure you have the fire in your eye when you fight back. You don't allow morons to intimidate you through your eyes. Seriously, guys, you must stand firm with a commitment through the vision and the literally you need to have a, this this gaze of steel. You absolutely must have a, a gaze of steel. You know, you need to make those people realize this isn't the same game we were playing two years ago. It's a fetch, everybody, inside the eye live prime time back after this. Welcome back. It's uh, The Fetch Inside the Eye Live uh, primetime. Again, it's Thursday, kind of a rant show. I was uh, just, it's been a long day. I'll tell you what, man. Thursdays are a tough day for yours truly because I am literally working now on a couple different projects and I'm quite busy throughout the day. It's good to be busy. You know, uh, interesting observation here about uh, what's going on with this COVID-19 scam. And it's something that really needs time, needs effort. But have you ever noticed that nobody seems to understand where the decisions are coming from? Like who's making the decisions really out there? I don't know. Like who's advising the various governments? Who's giving them this information? How How is the information being parlayed? Why is there no public record really of this or why are the public not being allowed to provide commentary on any decisions being made again since when do a group of class clueless idiots decide the entire fate of entire nations and what strong nationalist leader really allows that over time the PCR test, folks, is a fraud, and the entire scamdemic was based on this. Now, I have talked to people in the medical profession, okay? I have. And they're telling me, Dennis, yes, there is something out there. It's real. And since they're in the hospitals, I don't know. I, I have to take it with a grain of salt, but I can't call them liars for sure because – that would not be very professional on one side and it would not be very endearing either. You can't tell someone that's working in the hospital that it's a lie. You can ask them, have you personally witnessed it? You know, have you seen it yourself? Do you know personally firsthand what's going on? You could ask those questions. And I'll be honest of about uh, 60, 70% of those that I've spoken to in the medical industry Come to find out they had zero personal knowledge of it. None. In fact, some of them were willing after an extended amount of query to admit that, yeah, I think it might be fraud also, but they're just saying the company line. So we live in this time where really nobody knows where the decisions are coming from, like asymptomatic spread. What a stupid thing is that? Because what are you basing that on? A PCR test? 
Do you realize that the guy behind the PCR test, before he was probably murdered, he said that he, he basically was saying this could not be used for what they're planning to use it for. He personally was out there saying that Fauci is a complete fraud. That's the guy who created the PCR test. Literally saying that Fauci is a fraud. So none of this whole medical nonsense, it, none of this stands up. Now you've got situations like in New York, right? They want to forcibly, forcibly quarantine people who, quote unquote, may have come into someone in contact with COVID-19. How stupid is this? And yet these people are being allowed to run around the country free? What about the rule of law, Mr. Trump? Where is the protection of our civil rights from these type of totalitarians? Where is it? Quoting here, individuals who refuse to isolate can be confined in other manners, health director says. Who made him a dictator? Who made him the ruler over swaths of New York? Again, why are these people being allowed even to continue in the capacity that they are continuing in? Really, you're going to take healthy people and because you claim somebody was exposed to something you cannot even prove because you have no tests to really prove it and they don't. Folks, they have nothing. They have no tests to prove this. They have a PCR test which is not fit for form or function. It means nothing. You're sitting there trying to take one tiny little speck of DNA and claim that that's proof of something? How stupid is this? And how many tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent because somebody in a health department somewhere wants to show that you didn't have one little specky, tiny little fragment of DNA somewhere? You don't know whether that's an active fragment of a virus, an inactive, a dead. You don't know anything about it. Oh, boy, but you got it. Again, it means nothing. Yet people are making entire nations subject to something that means absolutely nothing. Now, is the plan the Great Reset? What country, honestly, who is a populist, okay? If you are a populist leader, if you're a nationalist leader, and you are really looking out for your own people, why would you tolerate this for an extended period of time? Let's go out to the phones. 210. Hi, welcome to Inside the Life. Prime time, that is. Hey, Fitch, I just want to thank you for being there for us and stepping up, you know, twice a week like you do. Well, thank you for that. Thursdays can be tough, yeah, man. <laughs> Thursdays are tough because I start at like 8 in the morning and I don't finish until 6 in the morning, 5 in the morning the next day. It's a long day. Yeah, you do it out of uh, conviction. We must. You know, I wonder what what do these people, these these network uh, anchors, how do they go to sleep? I mean, how do they live with themselves? Are they just totally psychopaths or or uh, just normies 
super normies? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, again, I think they know what they're doing, and they just <laughs> they they make big bucks to do what they do and they're happy to do it and they think it's awesome to try to fool the American people that they're part of this great conspiracy to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. I think they actually willingly and knowingly participate in it, to be honest with you. Which makes them evil. I mean, yeah, this is evil. Right. No, they're just evil. You know, yeah. they're just evil. Yeah, evil and greed, you know. They go hand in hand. Yes. Yeah, they're just evil. I, I don't think they're fooled. You know, maybe at the local levels, you know, you get the small time reporter in some small market. You know, maybe they, they're just idealistic because when you come out, it's hard to get a gig in a, in a major market until you first put in your time in the small market. So I think they, you know, they're just, they just want to make it. They want to make money. They're not making money in the small market. So they just really believe in it and they're doing the best they can. But you get to that bigger market. You've been around long enough. You know what's going on. Yeah. You know, your, your approach to COVID, I think is spot on. I mean, everybody has different opinions on it. And you, you have the gambit from it's all a fake. It's all hoax. Holy hoax. There is no, yeah, there's no viruses, period. You know, there's, Something else, and then you have, you know, the people who are just in total fear and shock of, of catching COVID. But uh, something that's so small and so hard to nail down and so difficult to test for, and this is just something I just thought about. You know, if if, if you're going to have a pandemic, and we can see all how it unfolded: the election, the economic shutdowns, the the uh, transfer of wealth, you know, the the shutting down of small businesses. What, if you want to upend society like that, you have to have a like a like a firecracker. You have to have like a 9/11 start. You have to put fear-based mind control at work. And so, it's, I think it was possible that, that we had more than one. The COVID in China and Iran and what have you. The one that's very fatal. The one that they based the estimates that they gave Trump that we would have millions of dead people unless we shut down and start wearing masks. That could be a different engineered virus from the one that we're experiencing now that's relatively mild except for the old elderly and the people who are already sick. Um, that's, I think that's a viable uh, thing. What do you think? I agree. I, I've actually said that from day one, that there's a, a high probability this was engineered and released based on certain populations. You know, that's something the Israelis do focus on. And, of course, the Israelis will say, oh, you know, COVID is turning people into anti-Semites. No, we're just pragmatic, you morons. You know, I, I'm so sick of these people with their labeling. You know, we're dealing with children. And, and, look, we know the Israelis are working on biological weapons with genetic markers. Uh, they've been working with the Chinese on this also. So, yeah, I think you're right. Personally, I think that's actually what happened. Yeah, let's never forget that there was a Jew, uh, Oppenheimer, who came out with a nuclear bomb, and he initially wanted to drop it on Germany, and he was disappointed that it wasn't finished in time to do that. Yeah, he was. You know, these people are psychopaths, you know. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Yeah. You know, this Dominion, they're, they're suing uh, Rudy Giuliani and... Uh, the lady, what's her name? Uh, Lynn Powell. For a moment, I had a hard day. Yeah, Lynn Powell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lynn Powell, uh, yeah. And uh, 
but they were never able to have standing when people are trying to look into Dominion. But now all of a sudden, Dominion has standing to sue for defamation. I mean, I've seen this when when we had the the trials of uh, some of the uh, patsies, like the Aurora, Colorado shooter, and the uh, Boston bombing guy who who was given a tracheostomy on the scene when they arrested him. He was never able to talk again, you know, or at least in public. You know, the, the judicial system in the United States is is beyond star chamber. It's 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 a 1984, you know. Mm. So we're in a lot of trouble. I mean. I think with Trump gone, it's it's really it's really looking dire. I don't know how to get get our way out of it, but well, I'm pretty much concerned about it. Yeah, I would just say right now, focus on the local level. You know, push back, hold the line, as they say. I think holding the line now, you can't retreat any further. You know, what I mean, how much more you want to give? There's no point giving any more. Can't. Yeah. You can't. So okay, fine. Yeah, so you you hold the line. You take over your local area. You get involved. You you know that freaking mayor. You know those guys. You actually know them. Just get involved. Guys, I do it on an international level, okay? I actually do know these people. I can't say who I know, but I know. And I talk. I know them. And you got to do it at the local level, too. You think I would, you think if I met any politician, I'm going to change my opinion because I'm afraid that I, I no, you think I'm going to say anything because I'm afraid? No matter who and what I'm addressing, why would I do that? Because what I'm saying is right, and it's better for the people and the countries involved equally. Not that you're involving them in the politics, but there's common sense. We're all human beings here. Yeah. Uh, I Cindy, think Frank honesty sometimes takes them aback. Sydney Powell, by the way. It's Lynn Wood and Sydney Powell. See, I'm so tired, guys. I can't even remember names today. Sydney Powell, not Lynn Powell. It's Lynn Wood. Far, sorry, you know, I'm so right. tired. I'm forgetting my names. And when I've got, I've got like got people me. correcting me like 16 times this show. And I'm like, I missed that one. Sorry about that. I missed that one. Sorry about that. I'm not normally this tired, but it's been a long day, long week, <laughs> long week, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, 15 minutes. Been your touch. <laughs> I'll 15 let you go. Minutes. Thanks. Thanks guys. Uh, thanks to all the, all, thanks to all my fact checkers, man. I got fact checkers working for me today. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys, you want to, you want to take some airtime? I'll give you some airtime. I'll be happy to give you some airtime. Three, two, three, two, seven, five, one, three, one, four. I'll give you the airtime. I got to pick myself up. You know, uh, Bruce was talking about the, uh, wealth transfer. Do you realize that the American worker lost $3.7 trillion in this pandemic over a six month period? $3.7 trillion was lost in wages. Top 1%, you know how much money they took in? Uh, 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 3.9. Because the money doesn't disappear, folks. It's just a transfer. The money's still there. Okay, it's still there. It's still going to be purchased. It's going to be used. The wealth transfer during this pandemic was $3.9 trillion. And that's $3.7 trillion out of the working class of America. Now, you figure where America would be today if the American people were able to spend for their own reasons that $3.7 trillion. You'd have a heck of a lot of people working. You'd have a heck of a lot of money flowing through the economy. You'd have a lot of goods and services changing hands. And all of that is gone. 
See, I saw Macron the other day, I think at the World Economic Forum, saying that capitalism is dead. Uh, we need a new model. No, we don't need a new model. We need new leadership. Because this current set of leadership, again, from uh, an illuminated point of view, they're stupid. These people are literally morons. Because not a single one of them would even know. They wouldn't know how to actually help their people. They wouldn't know how to build their economies. So they focus on what they're good at, which is what? The same thing as we're watching with this GameStop play. They're shorting everything. They're selling everything out because it's the only way they know how to do it. They wouldn't know how to build something if their lives depended on it. And the problem is, is that their lives don't depend on it. Their lives should depend on it at this stage. When you take $3.7 trillion from the American people and you hand it over to 1% of the population, and then when you put a GameStop play and the bankers are losing, the hedge fund guys are losing $2.5 billion and now they're whining because they're losing money. Hey, guys, go get a new job. Go to China and start working in a sweatshop and you too can make solar panels, just as you told the Keystone guys with the, the pipeline. See, these guys are idiots. They want one set of rule for themselves, then one set for everybody else. That doesn't work. It works for them. Works beautifully. But once, I hope, I hope, once everybody starts to get a handle on what's just going on here, that obviously has to change. It has to change, folks. What else is news out there? You know, the the whole, this whole story here, the GameStop story, folks, is bigger than I think people realize. That's That's my opinion. We have actually seen a methodology through which the shysters of Wall Street, the short market guys, actually can be exposed and destroyed. See, I remember the 70s, guys. I remember the 70s. The battle in Wall Street in the 70s was still between the wasps and the Jews. There was still a lot of wasp power in the 70s. And when Jews came into power back in the 70s, that's when we saw the selling off of America. Just after we got into China, that's when Jews took over Wall Street and started to just strip the economy dry, and they did it through short selling. Jews need to be held to account for the crimes they have committed against the American people. That's the truth. You know, something about Jews the other day, I was seeing something, and, they, you know, everyone keeps complaining about anti-Semitism everywhere. You see it everywhere. Oh, anti-Semites were here, anti-Semites were there. Listen, there is no such thing as an anti-Semite without the behavior of Jews. They're the cause of it. Yet they don't want to deal with the fact or take responsibility for their own problems. How many times have you heard some Jewish guy scream at you, you just don't want to take responsibility for your failures? Okay, well, you don't want to take responsibility for the fact that everybody's an anti-Semite and why we don't like you. Think about that. It's a two-way street, dude. Get out of my face. We don't like you for a reason, because you're an idiot, and you're harmful to our way of life. 
Anyways, I I tell you, I, I've this week's been a combative week, man, but it's fun. I've 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 enjoyed it because this week with you know Biden installed, I've had so many people come up to me this week about Biden, 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 Biden. You know, it's one one week into this now. It's the twenty eighth. He took office theoretically. I, again, I'm only saying theoretically. Something doesn't feel right about this. But he took office theoretically on the twenty seventh. Oh, I'm sorry, on the twentieth. And so all the people coming up to me like, ah, oh, ha, 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 you lost. You know, Trump's out of power. I'm like, you don't get it. It's not Trump, man. It's the people that are behind Biden that you should worry about. Trump was at least a nationalist. He wasn't here to destroy your country. He wasn't trying to fight you or do anything. Like, yeah, he's too much in with Israel. We get that. Yeah, he's in bed with the Jewish mafia. We got that. But he wasn't trying to blow up the world. I said, just wait. Watch what Biden does. Just watch. Let's go out to the phones one last time, perhaps. I believe this might be Jack in Oy California. Oy vey, my friend. Mazel <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Where you been, man? You haven't called in a while. Where have you been? Well, I've had to ha- you know, hang low now that white men are domestic terrorists by sloppy Joe Biden and Kabbalah Haaretz different game changer now bro is it (laughs) (laughs) you tell me you know i don't think so i think people got to just stand firm look just stand firm they're going to pick off a few people but all they're going to do is just make it even worse now if everybody stands firm and strong each time you take someone down that's going to be a million you know who knows 10,000 20,000 50,000 more people come over to our site these are Jews. They all want to send us to re-education camps. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is it's just how stupid these people are, the ones that need edu- re-educating the entire left. Literally, they just project onto us everything that is bad about them. And it's so obvious, and they're so stupid they don't see it. Or they just, maybe they do see it, and they're just that evil. You know, I, We can't discount that. They're evil. They're evil. They want to kill us, man. They're going to throw us in FEMA camps and uh, they do the Noah Hyde love thing and chop your head off by a guillotine, you know, either take the mark of the beast or uh, off with your head, Christian. Yeah, you know, that's been a big theme I've heard, you know, throughout the past month. You know, the genocidal thing that the depopulation, yeah, which I believe it's in play. But I've also seen that it's taken on a really strong Christian eschatological end of times type of feel to it where a lot of the big popular guys out there are really selling the Christian angle, you know, trust in God, trust in this, uh, you know, God will only reward us if we stay within the law and we follow what's right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, Guys, talking about all the evangelicals. Yeah, I'm like, guys, you know, you, you keep talking this game, but this monster coming after you, uh, it is not nearly as polite as you think it's going to be. And you just don't seem to have a handle on what's going on. Wolves and sheeps, sheeps, cloth, man. They're leading their people to the slaughterhouse. They're all Zionist dirtbags. 
Yeah, they're basically saying don't, you know, you can protect your community, but there's like, you trust the law, you know, follow the law. We're men of God, you know, follow the law. And yeah, and obviously we want. In juxtaposition to uh, Farrakhan, who's warning the entire black community about, you know, don't take the jab. What, what all the other, all the Christian evangelicals out there telling their people, go get the jab. They're dirtbags, dude. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, actually, I've liked a lot of what Farrakhan says. I don't care whether he's Muslim or not. I like what he says. You know, at least he makes some well, sense to me. Truth, isn't he? What's that? He's talking truth. I That's... heard Alex Jones is talking truth. Is he now? I, I don't really ever listen to Jones, but is he? I guess he's put together a small documentary or video about uh, in light of January 6th and just painting a good picture for everyone. And I listened to Jeff Rents and Dr. Eric Karlstrom. Yeah, uh, I heard he was on the other day. Two. Yeah, they did an interview two nights ago, I believe. I pulled it off grism.blogspot and I listened to it. It was good. And they were playing some captions from it. Um, it's worth listening to. They, they do a good distillation of it. But... Uh, Oh man, yeah. Anyhow, um, it's kind of a, how are you doing? You know, it's been. A, I am dead, guys. I'm. I apologize. Normally, I, no, normally I come home and I take like a two hour nap, so I got some energy for the show, and I didn't do that today. Uh, so you know, I'm like, man. But guys, thanks for hanging out. You know, we got through two hours. We only got like two minutes to go, so we got through two hours. That's a good thing, Jack. I actually still got the show in. Right it's not like I, I just like didn't show up and I pretended I'm not available. It's like, yeah, I'm tired. I ain't going to come. That's good. I, I ain't here. Cause yeah, you know, it's a lot of work, you know, doing this type of show two times a week, as you were saying, you know, or it's just a lot of work. Yeah. You gotta, gotta think of something interesting to talk about, uh, for one minute, let alone 120. Yeah, for sure. Um, Good thing I got my preacher hat on, dude. If I ain't got a preacher hat, you know, my own style of preacher hat, it would ne- it would be tough. But you know, I got to give like a two hour sermon, man. It's like, shh. dude, you might have your own Learjet. You had done that, gone that route. You know, <laughs> good friend of mine, my, one of my best friends in high school, he actually went that route. He never never got to the to the level of the the jets, you know. But I'm thinking, no, I probably could have done it. I could have done it. I could have done it, guys, but I just wouldn't have bought it. You ever been there in Anaheim? I've driven by it, never been in it, but driven by it, yes. Yeah. I mean, then you got some guy in Saddleback here in South uh, Orange County, Rick, uh, whatever his face is. Uh, He he walks around here in his big mega church. Couple with the white hair, the big hair. Um, I don't remember their names, but... Uh, they used to have uh, their studios for South Coast Plaza. Um, yeah. Jack, we're out of time, man. We'll, we'll pick up the end of times fun stuff on the next show. It's the Fetch, everybody, live from Riyadh. We appreciate you staying for the two hours. We'll see you Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Good night, everybody.